0: Creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQAL FM on the campus of Winona State University. Today on Culture Click, we are joined by Executive Director of Engage Winona, Marcia Ratliff. Engage Winona is a nonprofit organization that drives uh, that strives for civic action and social change. They assure they ensure this with um, that they ensure that everyone has access to a voice power in the community, and social change. Now, joining me in the studio, I have uh, Executive Director of Engage Winona, uh, Marcia Ratliff. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Yes, I want to thank you for doing this interview with us. So, um, first things first, what is Engage Winona to you?
1: Yeah, so that's a... A complicated question to unpack. <laughs> um, we don't do something tangible like giving out food or building houses, right? But we do exist to drive equitable civic action and social change. So what that looks like on the ground is providing more opportunities for people to get involved in community leadership and then giving them tools and resources and building their capacity to be community leaders. So we believe that our community is strongest when everyone can be involved and can be living up to their full potential, and so what we do is try to be in service to that and get the whole community involved in making a better future.
0: Well, can you tell me what some of your uh, old projects were that you've done before, what you're currently doing, and you know how that affects the community?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we started in 2016 with a series of community conversations, basically asking community members, what do you want to see in Winona? What does the future of the community look like? with your vision. Um, And then out of that, the organization really sprung because people said, well, aren't you gonna be here to help us? (laughs) Uh, We want more of this. We want more people convening us. We want more resources. Um, So that's really what led to the organization being founded. Um, And so since 2017, we've been doing programming that really brings people together Um, across sectors, across dividing lines, and and host conversations, but then also do that skill building piece. Um, And then in recent years, we've been doing a couple of major programs. One of them is Lived Experience Leaders, which started in 2020 and that's an awesome program that basically invests in people who have experienced something in their life that was a big challenge, whether it was experiencing homelessness or coming through addiction, coming out the other side, they want to make the community a better place and so this program helps them plug in and find a way to do community leadership and so since 2020 we've graduated over 20 people from the program and they're all doing amazing work in the community and working on the issues
0: right i was looking into your organization i came across some of your workshops like a uh, creative storytelling that of course uh, has an impact on me because you know obviously i love that um and is that more of like a for that specifically that storytelling section is that more of a you know tell your story kind of thing as you just described or is like encouraging creativity like come up with something new like it just intrigued me what is that
1: yeah totally so um basically storytelling is woven into everything we do we know that stories are incredibly powerful when it comes to changing the community it's one thing to look on paper and see numbers It's another thing to hear someone's story of how they came through a challenge. And so for us, storytelling is about bringing the community with us so that we're bringing Winona forward together, not running ahead of Winona and leaving Winona behind. Um, So the storytelling that we've been doing and hope to continue doing is really about people's own lived experiences and elevating them and amplifying their voices. So this year we did a series called Spillway that was six different features of people who are leading change in Winona. And they're coming from a variety of backgrounds, working in a variety of ways. Um, and we really just work to spotlight them and their work and just show basically who's the next generation of community leaders in Winona.
0: All right, well, out of curiosity, what are what are some of these changes that you've seen, at least recently? Y- you know, everyone has their idea of where they want Winona to go. What, if, what have you heard?
1: Yeah, so that's, Part of the work that is really kind of a long-term thing it's a systems change piece so we know that we're not always going to see the results immediately right but i do think that as we look back over the last five years that engage winona has been around um we really changed the expectation for what community engagement looks like and the culture of how that happens so for example um you know in some communities it's you just have a public meeting at 6 p.m A few people come. They're usually the same people who come every time. Right. And they tend to be the people who have time and resources to be there. Um, And so, you know, for many communities, that's the norm. And in Winona, since Engage Winona's been around, it's really not. And so we've broadened how people can be involved and where we show up. So we don't necessarily always expect people to come to us, but we've really been proactive in reaching out to people, going to them, showing up at fun community events where they happen to be already, and then saying, hey, would you like to give your input on a community issue? Um, So that's really that cultural change that we're seeing Mm -hmm. um, and really getting way more people involved than were previously. Right, right.
0: It seems like uh, the goal of your organization, a big part is to give everyone a voice, to see mm-hmm. where they want the future to go. Um, and obviously, as you said, not everyone may, may have the time to dedicate to that, and maybe not everyone can go to the meetings. So it, it begs another question. Do you feel there's anyone who currently, as of now, doesn't have that voice heard or can't really express what they think or how they feel or what they want from Winona?
1: Certainly, we still have work to do. Yeah. I think in in some ways COVID and the political division that's going on right now is a piece of that right um, because it led a lot of people to check out um, and just say you know I'm not gonna be involved it's too divisive or I I don't feel safe going out Um, I think too um, sometimes people have a self-selection bias where they say oh, I'm just not someone who gets involved in that or you know I it doesn't really impact me maybe I, I don't see the impact of that decision on my life um, so what we're working to do is still continue to make it relevant and continue to have that door open, the invitation mm-hmm. open, knowing that not everyone's going to be a junkie for, you know, community politics or <laughs> right, right. community issues, but just wanting that door to always be there.
0: Right. And that's an amazing thing, especially in Winona, where it's not only the people who are here 24 seven, you know, you also have people who come in here just for college, even people from Wisconsin and, and like myself, who's not, who doesn't live here in Winona, uh, I, imagine, I can imagine your program being very important because despite the fact that I don't live here and most of the students at Winona State probably don't live here, uh, we care about what happens here. You know, we, we want to see where this place is going. Um, do, you, do you have an input from a lot of the students here at Winona State mm-hmm. or Definitely. is it mostly just community members who are here often?
1: Yeah, we do work with the campus quite a bit. So, And I would say you do live here. Even if you live here nine months out of the year, you're living here for those nine months. And so your opinion matters and your voice matters. Um, so we do a lot of work with the campus. We partner with the social work department here, actually, to do uh-huh. a program called the Community Changemaker Lab. And so that's training social work students in our methods so that they can go out into the world with a good background in what community engagement looks like. Really. Um, and then we also connect with students in a number of ways if we're doing a community listening project we're always including a student group so recently we did a project for the marine art museum and did a couple of listening sessions with student groups just to make sure that their voice was included too
0: well that's amazing because uh especially the fact that you're uh, working with students and helping prepare them for the world your change doesn't stop at we give you the voice it's we're going to actively try and help you get your voice out there Which is really something else. Um, What do you think, I mean, besides COVID, besides uh, the political division, what do you think stops the individual from really wanting to share their thoughts or really wanting to, like, what's holding them back from uh, 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 taking advantage of this opportunity?
1: Yeah, um, a lot of things. I mean, I think a lot of barriers emerge whenever we get into spaces where, and this happens a lot in in our culture. We value people with technical expertise, with you know advanced degrees, people who make a lot of money. Like There's all these sort of pedestals that people can be on. And so I think sometimes when, when someone doesn't have those letters behind their name or that degree or that fancy job, they feel like their voice matters less. Um, maybe they're not a homeowner. They're renting an apartment, so they feel like their voice doesn't matter because they're not paying property taxes or whatever it might be. Um, So that's something that we try to help people get past and, and build the capacity to say, like, your lived experience is just as valuable as someone else's technical experience. And in many ways, because you're closer to that community issue, you've been through it, you are an expert in how to help people coming behind you. And you know more about it than someone who's been sitting behind a desk crunching spreadsheets. Um, so really what we're trying to do is build up that capacity in that sense of your lived experience is lived expertise. And it's a gift that you can give back to your community.
0: Right. It's kind of like the, uh, the, um, well, it's not necessarily a debate, but the difference between street smarts, street smarts and book smarts. You know, you can have all the writings and you can have all the books, as you know, I tend to do, but you may not know how it actually Works in the real world you want may not have the actual experience and 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 the thing is both of those are very important for uh to make the process towards a uh, a great future you know and, and it's true people could have a whole doctorate in something, but that doesn't mean that they know the uh personal experiences of each individual that goes through it mm-hmm. um and it's a very important part that you bring up that uh people do need to ex- uh uh see these parts of of um of every uh, issue or, or experience that we don't see when we see numbers on a page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in which case, uh, I, I still do have the question. You know, what changes have occurred from like your program providing it? Like, what what has shifted since your program started?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, a couple of really cool things have emerged from lived experience leaders specifically. Um, We've had a couple people start their own nonprofits, which is really cool. Um, And one of them is specifically focusing on helping people get their records expunged. So that's a process of court sealing your records so that it doesn't prevent you from getting employment or housing. Because she had experienced that barrier and was like, this is not just. And so has been helping people in the community do that and actually partnering with the WSU class in the process, too. Um, So... uh, That's one of the really cool things that we've seen is just like that lived experience leadership translating into now that impact is multiplied across the community and is touching dozens of people just from that one person. Um, So that's one of them. We've also seen just incredible other things, more short term things come up. Um, Someone did a Spanish language mindfulness camp that brought kids together who were in Spanish immersion, along with uh, people who spoke Spanish at home. And so that was a really cool bridging and also gave them skills and mindfulness.
0: Right, it's a, it's a different experience than just sitting in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I'm sure everyone, some people struggle with it. I personally don't. I actually prefer it, but I'm sure everyone can agree having that real life experience with someone who lived it is just something else. In which case I'd have to ask you, you, you focus on the change in Winona, but do you extend outside of Winona? Do you extend uh, to the rest of Minnesota or even parts of Wisconsin? Because uh, uh, those areas around us are also part are not part of Winona, but they affect the Winona community.
1: Mm-hmm. Or
0: do you just prefer to stay within uh, the advancement of Winona and the individuals there and let them make their change across the
1: world? Our, our focus is definitely the area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that includes Winona County, uh, includes if you live nearby in Wisconsin. Some of our projects, um, if we're working specifically with a contract partner, mm-hmm. um, they may define the parameters of who they want to hear from. Um, but in many cases, it's anyone who lives, works, or plays in Winona. And so that's people that are commuting for the day. That's kids. <laughs> that's people coming here to shop on weekends and living in surrounding towns. Um, so it's it's really a broad definition of the winona area um, at the same time we have a staff of two and we know our capacity and so we don't spread too far beyond that <laughs>
0: did you say a staff of two yes <laughs> What? Well, wow that's a uh, that's incredible so your entire organization has two employees that's correct wow wow that's something else especially with uh, everything you, guys, you all have been doing um that's a shock how do you handle it all <laughs>
1: You make a lot of lists. <laughs> um, no, it's it's really a, a, a kind of a constant balancing act. I think uh, throughout the year, we try to make sure that our plate is full enough, but not too full. And sometimes it's too full, and sometimes it's usually too full. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, because everyone wants to see a change, and they see you have a way to do it, they're going to come to you.
1: Right, and we have a long list of things we wish we could do or want to do next, but are waiting for that right time and and capacity to do. May I ask what those are? (laughs) Well, I think the storytelling piece is really something that... We dove into in more depth in 2022 and then would like to continue to deepen in 23. Of course. Um, another area that we think would be really cool but we're not ready for yet is doing more with youth um, empowerment and engagement, like some kind of a lived experience leaders program, but for youth right. um, that involves storytelling and amplifying their voices. Um, that would be so neat, but we're not there yet.
0: Well, what's the barrier that blocks you from getting there?
1: Often it's funding. Um, so that's a piece of basically everything we do has to be funded somehow. Um, and then the other piece of it is capacity. So those things go hand in hand. If you get more right. funding, you can build your capacity. Um, so with growth, we're always trying to be mindful of when's the right time to grow um, and you know what can we do to best serve our community and not overextend either.
0: Right, right. Um- and it's evident you want everyone to have a voice if someone's listening right now and they want to hear like hey i want to see something in the community or there's something here in winona that i want to see how would they reach out to you
1: yeah absolutely so they can go to our website or find us on facebook or instagram um we also are available by email or you can text us or give us a call um so it's engagewinona.org and you'd find all of our contact info there
0: and what should they expect when they reach out to you
1: It kind of depends on what they're asking about, (laughs) Um, if there's immediate opportunities for them to get involved in a community listening project. Like right now we're partnering with the city uh, doing engagement for the comprehensive plan. Um, And so that project has been going on for about a year and there's opportunities to give input there. So we might direct them in that direction. Um, If they're an individual with an idea, Mm -hmm. they'd probably be more suited for a lived experience leaders program kind of spot. Um, and that has an opening every summer. So we are currently in the beginning stages of the current cohort. So there's nothing right now. Okay. Um, but we would refer them to, you know, to reach out in July. Well,
0: you yeah. mentioned the comprehensive project. What is that?
1: Yeah. So the city of Winona comprehensive plan is basically a, a 20 year overarching plan for the community. And it's kind of like a rudder on a ship. So it helps steer the direction of the community and it's Mm -hmm. based on what the community's vision for its future would be Um, and it kind of guides city decision making over the next couple of decades Um, and so cities typically make them every 15 or 20 years and then use that as a as a guide for decisions for example um, investing in downtown Winona was a really big topic in the 2007 Mm -hmm. comprehensive plan which is the previous draft Um, and so we saw incredible growth in the downtown in the time between that plan and this plan and so with the current plan it's really about listening to the community again you know things have changed since 2007 right so what are what are needs right now and and what do we need to look at in the next 20 years
0: well so then there's not really a focus yet on where they want winona to go they're trying to figure that out right now
1: um it's pretty far along so what's What's going to be coming up next with the plan is actually a draft. Okay. Um, so that will be coming out to the community in the next couple of months here. And then people can see, based on a year's worth of work by community volunteers, by engagement from us and city staff, um, where we're at with that draft. And they can read it and give input.
0: Well, I'm sure many people would like to see in here. you know, like, where's my, where's my home leading to? uh in fact we just had an artist come on i believe last week who talked about our relationship to our environment of course she focused more on the natural environment but uh you know our, our human built society is a huge part of that as well so and it's amazing how these kind of go hand in hand as as well with that uh the idea of um you know how do we what's our relationship to our home how do we change it where do we want it to go mm mm-hmm. Um
1: and how do we keep the things that are important to us. Right,
0: right. So that's and the
1: other thing about the future is it's not necessarily changing. It's sometimes it's understanding what we want to grab onto and keep and preserve. Um so that was a that was a piece of our engagement too, was asking people what do you value about Winona? What do you love about it? What makes it your home? And those are the things that we don't wanna change drastically. Or in some cases we wanna improve, but we wanna make sure that they stay.
0: Well, what are some examples of things they wanted to stay or, or wanted to improve on? Do you have any or?
1: Yeah, definitely. And this was all um, shared out with the community back in February. Right. Um, and I think I was on KQAL about it too. So, <laughs> um, but uh, so a couple of the things were really related to Winona's environment. I think a lot of folks uh, across the board resonated with. I love the bluffs. I love to go to Lake Park. I love the river. Like those pieces of where we are are so unique. And that's, that's really what draws a lot of people here and keeps people here. Um, so when we're thinking about the future with these things being important to us, that's a really good thing to know because then we can keep an eye on our environmental impacts to the things we love. Um, Right.
0: So with that plan of like, okay, we want to preserve this, uh, and I'm, I'm sure i this might be obvious but i just want to like show the connection to show like how much you guys can actually change things um when people said we want to preserve the bluffs we want to preserve the environment what did that simple saying of the community saying we want this what occurred that showed that their voices were heard
1: i can't speak to that right now because it's in the draft and so it's not my place oh so it's (laughs) not yes okay okay
0: i'm sorry (laughs) no that's (laughs) all right
1: no i but it's it's going to be coming out really soon um and so that's the city's project um and so you can keep an eye out for that and and see what was decided on
0: well i'm sure the residents of winona are going to be very invested to see what's going to go what's going to happen with their home and what they want to see but um you know before we uh end this interview out i would ask i'd ask you is there anything you want our audience to hear
1: Yeah, definitely. We've got our annual campaign going on right now. Um, So through December 1st, we're looking to raise $10,000 to support our mission. And there's a bunch of ways that you can get involved and give. Um, You can go to our website, sign up for our newsletter, or follow us on social media. And uh, we're just honored to be supported by over 100 local donors. And really, that, that signals an investment in our work, and we're just so grateful to our community for believing in us and standing behind us Um, so i'd welcome additional people to come on board for that Um, we also just launched our impact report for 2022 so that tells all our stories from this year Um, we've got a really cool page that's by the numbers so all the different like numbers of people we talked to how many events we held and things like that Um, so if you're interested in learning more about our work you can also request an impact report um, and we'd be happy to tell our story so
0: Well, I would like to thank you so much for doing this interview with us. And I hope Engage Winona continues. I'm sure everyone really likes the idea of getting a chance to get more involved in in our community.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you again to Marcia Ratliff for being on today's Culture Click. For more about Winona and the surrounding community, tune in to Culture Click here at 89.5 KQAL online, on our app, or on your favorite smart speaker. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org.
1: And thanks for listening to Culture Click.